Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about paying it forward. And this is probably not in the good sense of paying it forward. And that is, how do you pass on a lot of the inflation and the cost that you're incurring in your pool service business in the current crazy environment of everything being really expensive and getting more expensive every month? Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So I'm not sure how this happened, but I was at a store locally here and my wallet fell out of my pocket. And again, I'm not exactly sure what happened by my truck when this happened. I didn't notice it for a few minutes, and then I went back looking for it. So I went back into the store, and I talked to the manager, and I said, hey, I was here about 20 minutes ago, and maybe I left my wallet at the register. And so they pulled up the camera footage, which is really high tech, and it was from above, and they could see me checking out. And then they saw me, or I saw myself, put my wallet in my pocket. So therefore, I didn't leave it in the store. So I went out to the parking lot again, couldn't find it. So I, I know I probably dropped it in the parking lot somewhere. So I left the store and went back to my house. And I thought maybe it fell out in my truck somewhere. So I looked in my truck in my driveway. And then for some reason, I decided to go back to the store. At this point, I'm feeling pretty discouraged. I mean, my wallet's gone and I have to cancel the credit cards, get a new license. I have everything in my wallet, basically, which I'm going to change that, by the way, not carry as much stuff after this happened. This is like the first time I ever lost my wallet. So I went back to the store, and then I saw this homeless guy there on his BMX bike. And just out of, you know, a whim, I went up to him. And he was this really young African-American guy, and he was pretty nice. And I've seen him before there. In fact, I think I gave him a bag of chips when I was there a few months ago. So he hangs out at this particular store. And I'm pretty easygoing with homeless people. I really have a heart for them. So I went up to him and said, hey, I don't know if you saw a wallet in the parking lot by any chance. And he's like, uh... What color was it? And I'm like, brown. And he pulled it out of his backpack. He goes, is this it? And sure enough, it was my wallet. Everything was in there. It was like $6 in there, and he took it out, which is not a big deal. So I told him, hey, wait here. I'm going to go in there and, and get some cash out for you. And I was really happy that I had my wallet. It was within an hour period of time between me going in there, talking to the manager, looking in the parking lot, going back, searching my truck, and going back to the store. And I gave the guy 100 bucks, and he was really happy. And and he told me something. He said, you know, I I said, thanks for helping me. And he goes, well, thanks for helping me be more honest. So I think it was a really good way to pay it forward. You know, he found my wallet. He gave it back to me. And I gave him 100 bucks to, as a reward. So that's a good example of paying it forward in a good way. And I'm, I'm really happy to have my wallet. It's one of those things. It was almost like a miracle that I actually got it. And this guy found it in the parking lot and and he could have just as easily lied and said that he didn't have it or didn't find it so it worked out for the best now paying it forward in the way i'm describing 
is what's happening out there in the industries. All the industries are actually putting the cost of what they're incurring onto you. If you've been to the gas station lately, everyone's complaining about the high gas prices. You have to know how the gas station actually operates. They actually work on a margin. So for every gallon that they sell, they get a small percentage of that. And this is pennies on the dollar, basically. A lot of gas stations have a margin of 14 cents, 12 cents. Some have even lower margins. The ones with the bigger margins, or the lower margins, I should say, are like the Arco AMPM because they have a mini mart that brings in a lot of income. So they can sell their gas cheaper and have a smaller margin. And the other gas stations, which I don't know how they stay in business, like the Chevrons and the 76 stations, have a really tough time, I think, at this point because their gas prices are so high and their margins are so small, and the margins are like 14 cents or 12 cents. So basically, they're like us. They're working on getting a small amount at this point for the particular service they provide, which is operating a gas station. So it's not the actual individual service owners that are kind of raising the price and gouging you. Maybe it's the oil companies that are selling it at a higher price to them. Therefore, they have to sell it at a higher price to you. Bottom line is that if you purchase chemicals for your pool rot recently, more than likely one month earlier it was cheaper and there was probably more in stock than there is now. And this is one of those things where the supply and demand, this is pretty basic microeconomics. If the supply is short and the demand is high, the price goes up. But there's also little things inside that that make the price go up besides supply and demand. There again, and I mentioned this before, the high cost of labor, the high cost of operating a business in any state, in particular California, any state they operate in, having an employee causes an extra expense. In California, the minimum wage is like $15 an hour or something like that. Everyone's paying over that to get the employee. So you can imagine that at the HASA plant here in California, they're paying everyone really good wages and benefits because if you have a certain amount of employees, you got to pay benefits to them. And this goes into the cost of the liquid chlorine and muriatic acid that they're supplying to you. And then you add in the fuel cost and all these things, and you get the chlorine at a, I don't know, what is it now, 60% increase over last year, and then 100% increase over the year before. I'm not defending the corporations in any way by raising their prices. I'm just showing you the reality underneath that. And this is going to help you when you go to your customer and explain the reality of your situation. You're not going to go there saying, well, I have to raise your prices this month because I need to raise your prices. You're going to have some concrete explanation for why you're increasing your prices. So I have a little blurb that I wrote up and I send it to my members whenever they ask or whoever emails me and asks for it, I send it to them. And you can definitely email me at david at com. And I'll send you the price increase little blurb that I have here. It's just one short paragraph that says, Due to the natural inflation of goods and services, we are writing to let you know that your monthly service rate is going to be increased by X amount of dollars. The swimming pool industry has been hit particularly hard by increases in chemical prices. I've tried to keep prices as low as possible to be both competitive and still do the best job possible. Please know that I took a lot of things into consideration when I came to raising your rate. The new rate will start for the month of blank 2022. Thanks for being a value client. I hope you understand. And in the back of that, I don't think you're going to get too many people who are going to ask you questions. But if they do, you can explain it as I'm explaining it here, that the cost of labor, 
the supply and demand issue, the cost of fuel, and just the overall cost of doing business. I mean, in California, we had Tesla leave, and we had Oracle, we had HP that left, Toyota left like three years ago, and they moved to Texas. And this is where this person emailed me from, I think it was Houston, Texas. And I told them, well, all these companies are leaving California because they can't do business, it's not employer-friendly. And then, of course, in that second email, he's like, well, you can't be supporting companies like this. They're all evil. And again, I'm not going to respond to an email back to him because that's just one of the things that I learned about negative emails. You just don't respond. So just have that in your back pocket when you go to explain to your customers why the prices are up. If they ask you, I don't think many will. You make it one or two that are going to ask you why you increase the price X amount for them. And so on that same note, what should the customer be paying for? The only thing that I don't charge the customer for is the maintenance dose of muriatic acid and liquid chlorine. Now you can itemize all of these of course, but then that makes your billing a little bit complex. And then it's not the same every month for somebody, which makes it hard sometimes because a lot of customers on my route pay me directly from their bank and it's the same amount every month. So when I charge it for something else, I have to add it to it and then they have to Look at the invoice, which a lot of them don't do in a lot of cases. But beyond the maintenance dose of chlorine and muriatic acid, when I be maintenance dose, this is the dose I put in there to lower the pH down and also to raise the chlorine up to the appropriate level. Not a shock level, of course. That's something extra the customer would pay for. What I've been doing lately is that if I need the shock of pool on a regular basis, I will charge the customer for either the bags of shock and leave them at the stop. So I'll get a 24 case container of Cal Hypo. And I'll charge the customer for that and leave it at the pool side for them so that they know that this is their shock or a bucket with a scoop, which is also convenient for, you know, the added to the pool, whichever you think is more economical and whichever your customer would appreciate. But if there's a pool that has heavy use and it's beyond the maintenance dose, I will charge them for the shock now because you can't absorb that cost. I've always charged for the 3-inch tablet separately. If I use a Cal Hypo tablet, I'm going to charge them separately. I recently got a customer some Cal Hypo tablets. They're pretty expensive, and I emailed them saying that, you know, due to the inflation in the industry of 100%, basically, this is the cost of the Cal Hypo tablets, which have gone up, but they've always been high anyway. And he didn't even blink. He's like, all right, and that was it. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. And you should be charging for that. Now, to get the customer to pay for 3-inch Triclor tablets now, if you were covering those in the cost of your pool service, if you were not charging separately, it's something that you may not want to do to everyone. It's customer by customer because of the high price of the Triclor tablet. It's not as easy as it was before when you get a bucket of tablets, 50-pound bucket for 78 bucks. You can easily charge the customer $110, $115 and pass the cost on. But now that the cost is a lot higher, you may want to slowly wean them on to paying for the tablet. So get a smaller amount get maybe a 25 pound bucket of tablets charge them for that that should get you through this season and then going forward you can charge them for the tablets the next season and if you need to increase to a 50 pound bucket you can do that but i wouldn't necessarily charge them for a 50 pound bucket of tablets at the retail price because it's pretty high for example if you wanted to move the tablets to the customer in this season and you wanted to get a 50 pound bucket i mean you're going to charge them 250 dollars for that Whereas you can get a 20-pound bucket at, let's say, Leslie's Pool Supply, the retail price of that is 120 That's a lot more palatable. That 20-pound bucket should get you through the remainder of the season. And if you wanted to start next season charging them for tablets, you can, of course, start with a 20-pound bucket, 
That should get you through most of the season in most cases, depending on the usage. You may want to go to a 35-pound bucket. You may have trouble finding a 50-pound bucket in a lot of cases because a lot of the manufacturers, for some reason, didn't produce a lot of the 50-pounders. Maybe they thought people weren't going to buy them, so they have the smaller amount. 35 pounds seems to be the new normal for the trichlor tablet buckets. So again, use this customer-by-customer basis as far as when you want to pass the cost of the trichlor onto them. You should, of course, already be charging for the salt, for the saltwater pools. You should be charging for any algicide you put in there. Again, I use the method of buying the bottle and leaving it at the customer's house. So if I'm going to be using sodium bromide, for example, I'll get the bottle of Yellow Treat and I'll leave it there somewhere by the equipment where they can see it. that This is your algicide. If you're going to do the phosphate and enzyme, phosphate, phosphate and enzymes, you're going to leave that bottle also at the customer's account. And that way they know on their bill, they have it. And if they question you, just say, oh, it's over there by your equipment. I'm using it every week as a maintenance dose to treat your pool so it prevents algae in there and also scum from developing with the enzymes. However you want to explain it to them. But if you leave the product there and they pay for it, it looks a lot better. Now, if you're doing all-inclusive service, you should have a rate that can absorb all of these costs. And it should be a rate that you're making money on. You need to break down how much you're spending on chemicals on your route if you're doing an all-inclusive type billing. And then you're going to see if you're charging a fair rate to make a profit and your margin needs to be good enough to where you're actually making money out there. You're not just out there spinning your wheels. So make sure that if you're doing an all-inclusive that the chemical charges or that the rate monthly rate is enough to cover those chemical charges. I'm just a big fan of itemizing everything for the customer because every customer is different. You may have someone with a saltwater system, and then you don't need to charge them for certain things, and so their rate is set because of what you're doing there as a monthly service, and not necessarily the chemicals that you're using there. But again, everyone has their own billing method. But anything outside of the maintenance dose of liquid chlorine and muriatic acid should be passed on to the client. Just when you go out to a burger place, and you go back up there, and you want a side of ranch, they're going to charge you, you know, 80 cents for that side of ranch. Or if you go to Chipotle and you want extra guac, they're going to charge you for that. Nothing is free. You know, they pay for that particular item and they're going to pass that cost on to you. And the same thing in your pool service. When you're doing something with Algicide or a Pool RX, the customer is going to pay for that product because that's something that's above and beyond your monthly service that you're providing for that customer. And I think some of the obvious inflation out there actually helps you when you go to raise your rates or to move stuff out that was included. And now you have to charge a customer for these items. Everyone gets gas out there unless you have a Tesla. And everyone uh, knows that when you go to a burger place, everything is much elevated over previously. Or when you go to the market to go shopping, everything is really expensive. And so this high inflation environment is kind of makes it kind of easy for you as a pool service provider to pass these costs onto the consumer. Now, there probably is a tipping point, a level where the customer is going to push back and say, oh, I'm going to go with someone else. And there may be someone else out there that will do service at a lesser price than you, but they're not making any money out there and they're going to be struggling. I really highly, highly encourage you not to be cutting your prices in this kind of environment because then you're going to lose money and you're in business to actually make money. This is a capitalist country. You're running a business to make a profit so that you can invest and provide for your family in the future. You are out there working, providing a service, putting in a lot of work and effort 
doing a lot of things that you wouldn't be doing if you were an employee, and you deserve to get paid for that. That's just what you deserve. And the customers will realize that, they'll see that, that you're providing them a service, that you're a business owner, that you're providing something that they can't get anywhere else, and they're going to pay for that. So I wouldn't be hesitant to raise your prices and to pass things on to the customers that you can no longer absorb in your service. If you're not an all-inclusive service and you bill for things separately, you may want to add new charges next year, you know, a water conditioner charge, an algicide charge, whatever you want to add to that bill so that you can stay in business, I would suggest adding it. Most businesses don't flinch when they raise their prices. They understand the consumer is not going to be happy. But it's something that's a way of life now in the last two and a half years or so. Prices are going up on everything, and you can't really do anything about it, and nor can your customers really do anything about it. So don't feel like they're going to push back and cancel service. That may happen to a few of them or a couple of them out of 100, but it's not going to happen to a lot of people because there's really nowhere else to go at this point. And I would say retail pool store like Leslie's Pool Supply is actually your friend as far as pricing goes. If the customer wanted to go on their own and start doing their own pool. There's a lot that goes into it, of course, but then when they go into Leslie's to buy the chemicals for that month, they're going to see that 25 pounds of Cal Hypo is 180 bucks. I mean, the tablets, I went over some of the prices there. So it's not a bargain to take care of your own pool anymore. It never really was, but now more so than not. So for a customer that's going to be wanting to take care of their own pool, they have to put time into it, effort. And then when they go to Leslie's to buy their initial chemicals and it's like 400 bucks, they're going to be like, huh, maybe I should have kept pool service. So know that there's no easy out for people that are, that have pool service. Yes, there's these bargain companies out there that are lowballing everyone else, but they won't last long. They're really not making any money. So if you want to have some small comfort, the people that are undercutting you by $40 or $50, they're not going to survive. They're not making real money out there, and they're just spinning their wheels. So don't worry about them. They're just not making any money, basically. And you're in business to make money. And the customers will understand that. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can, of course, go to my website, swingingforlearning.com. And on the podcast banner, click on the podcast icon. It'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts that I recorded. And you can also join my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.